0: Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: What's gonna happen
0: tonight? What's gonna happen?
2: Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, here we go again time. Don't really have anything clever to say about this time. Really should think about these things before we hit the record button time. That's okay because we got a lot to discuss time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols. 24-7 podcast, West Rucker coming to you. From Fort Rucker Studio here on a tumultuous Monday in the state of Tennessee, specifically in East Tennessee, specifically in the city of Knoxville, where today Tennessee has announced the dismissal for cause of Jeremy Pruitt and two of his assistants and seven others in the program. So that happened. That happened. So we got a lot to talk about, and it's not just going to be me to do that. We're going to go down to the Govols Twenty Four Seven Blunt County Satellite Office down there in Maryville, bring in Grant Ramey. Grant, I'm uh, not really sure what to say, but uh, here we go again.
1: Just a normal Monday. Just everything went according to plan. No hiccups. Just a nice little Monday. <laughs>
2: yeah, it uh,
1: middle of January. Nothing to really going on.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll be honest, and and, and there's plenty to talk about in this in, in terms of. You know, I've been on record before, as, you know, until very recently of saying I didn't think this was going to happen, um, and there were reasons I thought it wouldn't happen, we'll get into that later. But, um, you know, there's when you look at the totality of what Tennessee says that it has here, and that sound you hear in the background is me flipping through about 20, 25 pages of, uh, of things saying that Jeremy Pruitt, two of his full-time assistants and seven others, will no longer be a part of the program going forward. And, oh, by the way, there will be a new athletic director also because Philip Fulmer is going to step away from his post as soon as that is filled. And now, so Grant, for the second time in three years, Tennessee has got a head coaching vacancy, but it also has an athletic director vacancy that it has to fill first. I I don't know... How this keeps happening to Tennessee, but this is just absolutely for so many reasons not the position you want to be in right now. It's it's just not. It's listen every 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 time that you go out there and you have a chance to go make a hire, Grant, you have a chance to improve your program. Right? Every challenge is an opportunity. Every vacancy is an opportunity. But this is not when you want to be doing this.
1: No, I mean, if it's November and and your AD is stepping down, and you you know you're going to fire your coach, you know you're going to have a coaching search, that's one thing. Um, it's January 18th, as we sit here tonight, and Tennessee is starting a AD search from scratch, apparently. And then once you fill that uh, vacancy, obviously you start a coaching search from scratch with that new AD. You can't really do any work in advance when you don't know, if you don't know who that athletic director is going to be. So not only are you two months delayed, but you have a – ad search on top of a coaching search on top of national signing day being in a couple weeks on top of just everything else on top of an investigation internal and ncaa where they're talking about a level one or level two violations or uh, a collection of level three violations that could be a level one or a level two violation so not only is it the timing not only is it the positions it's also the investigation there's so many moving pieces and parts here i mean you fired 10 people on Monday, not to mention your AD deciding to step down. So the new AD could hire the new coach and uh, it happening at this point in the calendar is, I mean, it's what we've talked about for the last month. Like this is not going to be good timing if it happens. And it just kept getting later and later and later and later. I mean, it's, it's been a month since Tennessee lost to Texas A&M on senior day. And obviously that's when the investigation stuff surfaced and leaked and it's 4 weeks later here we are now they have some kind of conclusion but it's just now starting the cycle forward of what's next
2: yeah and, and we talk about th- there are just so many things to talk about and and grant as we are recording this uh, candidly it's about 7:33 p.m. eastern uh, we're just now getting copy of a statement uh, from Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer and if we're going to talk about Tennessee firing him for cause and in terms of fairness here we ought to say that that Jeremy Pruitt has the right to uh, to, to disagree with that, I suppose you would say, to say that there was not cause to fire him. And, and technically right now, Jeremy Pruitt is not fired. He is suspended with pay uh, for another 24 hours. I believe uh, sometime 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday is when he technically uh, becomes fired. And, and so he has a chance to respond to these allegations. And, and here here is the statement from, uh, from Michael Lyons, who was Jeremy Pruitt's attorney. He said, This afternoon, Coach Pruitt learned that Tennessee was terminating his employment for cause. He is extremely disappointed with the decision, the public announcement of which was made prior to any substantive opportunity to respond before the appropriate decision makers. We believe the decision to be the culmination of an orchestrated effort to renege on contractual promises made to Coach Pruitt upon his hiring and reiterated less than five months ago. While the limited portions of the university's self-initiated investigation shared with Coach Pruitt provide some evidence of violation committed by off-field staff, Chancellor Donnie Plowman personally confirmed during an in-person meeting with Coach Pruitt this morning that, one, the university's investigation had yet to have been completed... Two, the chancellor had not yet read Coach Pruitt's NCAA interview transcript. And three, there was no evidence that Coach Pruitt was either actively involved in any allegations or knew they were occurring. She further confirmed to Coach Pruitt that no employment decision has been made. Less than three hours later, however, Coach Pruitt was emailed a five-page, single-spaced letter of termination, the content of which were immediately leaked to the public." Almost done here, guys. The timing of the university's actions and decision appear to be preordained and more about financial convenience and expediency than a fair and complete factual determination by the university. Moreover, it seems clear that recent leaks to the press are indicative of an interest to steer the narrative in a way that is desirable to the university to justify a decision likely made weeks ago. Coach Pruitt and I look forward to defending any allegation that he has engaged in any NCAA wrongdoing, as well as examining the university's intent to disparage and destroy Coach Pruitt's Reputation in an effort to avoid paying his contractual liquidated damages. This is it's great. this is this is a response. It sums up this despite the apparent outcome-oriented nature of the investigation and the absence of any reliable evidence suggesting any preventable failure by Coach Pruitt in the oversight of the program. Coach Pruitt and his family are thankful for and will always cherish their time with the university. In addition, to having made lifelong friends in Knoxville, Coach Pruitt is most thankful for and appreciative of. The outstanding young men he was able to coach and mentor. He wishes those student athletes and the remarkable fans that support them nothing but success. So, in short, Grant, uh, he is going to fight this
1: for sure. And and I don't blame him based on you know what this statement says. I mean, the one thing that stands out, uh, the sentence that Donnie Plowman further confirmed to Coach Pruitt that no employment decision had been made as of Monday morning when the when they met uh, Plowman Pruitt and Fulmer and then for, you know, I don't know what time it was that, that the first stuff leaked, that this they were parting ways, I think it was around noon, um, that happened, and then by 3 p.m. there was a press conference. So um, there's definitely two very different stories being told here um, from Pruitt's camp and from the University of Tennessee's camp. And I mean, th- this stuff started early Monday morning. There's been a lot of different points in time, over the last month or so where people talked about, you know, it could be this day or it could be that day. They want to do something by this point or this point or whatever. Monday morning, there was a different level of talk or chatter, whatever you want to call it, that something was going to happen. And it was going to be like a 10 a.m. meeting and then a 3 p.m. press conference. And, And that's kind of how it exactly played out. So if there wasn't a employment decision made or communicated to Fulmer, I mean, to Pruitt, Early Monday morning, then that's uh, that's going to get the timeline kind of boggled because it doesn't really add up.
2: Yeah, I can't speak to anything Monday morning, but I can I can guarantee you by Sunday, at least as of Sunday night, I can guarantee you that Jeremy Pruitt did not know he was going to be fired by the University of Tennessee. That much I can guarantee to you. So. I don't know. This is this is now. This is looks like it's a he said, she said. Um, and again, people ask why does this matter? Well, it might matter for a lot of reasons. One, Jeremy Pruitt's trying to say, hey, you did not have cause to fire me. You have to pay me what's left on my contract uh, according to this agreement. Tennessee is saying, no, we're firing you for cause. We don't have to pay you a dime. So what's going to happen now? Uh, I would imagine that the two sides will meet. The two lawyers will meet again. And they will either come to a conclusion and they will reach some sort of amicable settlement or they will not. Neither side will bend and this will end up going to court or or something of that nature. So uh, I'll say this, Tennessee, you, you you might really need some of that money that you're saving on not having this buyout. But people who have a vested interest in making your life hell at this level, they can usually do that. And if this is one of those deals where there's things that he is not going to say if you pay him money, I personally would probably pay him money um, because you're going to be dealing with a lot of headaches from the NCAA anyway. And and now Jeremy Pruitt's going to have to go before uh, the NCAA. You're talking about potential maybe show causes going forward for him uh, to to be employed elsewhere. He's going to have a lot of reason to fight this. uh, And and I I don't think that if you're thinking, if Tennessee was thinking he was just going to take this quietly and go away, I, I don't. that's naive um, because that stuff does matter uh, because you don't want someone who's angry out there being able to chirp and and say more things that could make your situation even worse.
1: For sure. Somehow a little more than three years later, we've we've made the 2017 coaching search look like child's play. Like that seems kind of desirable at this point. At least you're working through things in November uh, and into early December, but at least you're – Introducing your head coach by December seventh. You had a AD in office, even though he had to step in at the last moment. Philip Fulmer to replace John Curry after all the disastrous stuff that had happened then. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how quickly they move forward. Um, I don't know how much of a hurry you're into hiring AD. I would want one as soon as possible so I could get my coaching search started as soon as possible uh, while all the other stuff plays out between Pruitt and the university. However. Long that takes, in whatever direction it goes from here. Um, but with this NCAA stuff looming, and what could be, what violations could be coming down, you know, the pipe. I don't know how quickly you move, or what candidates are interested in this job, given kind of everything that's circling.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're looking at a situation where bare minimum you're probably getting one of those contracts, and I've seen these before. I, I don't know of any – I can't give you a specific example, but I know these kind of contracts have been signed recently where a coach will get, say, an extra year on his contract guaranteed for every year you're on probation uh, or, or something like that. That's how you can sometimes get around that uh, in the hiring process. So it, it, it complicates things. Regardless, you're going to need a new AD because Philip Fulmer your AD until you get a new one, and the new AD is going to want to hire a new football coach and know what's going on there. So this is uh, – it is muddy. Uh, it's going to be messy. I don't think it's going to be clean. I mean, we saw the uh, sort of the guillotine strike that was the uh, Texas coaching search where the whole thing was kind of wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and, and then you've got to hire immediately and everything's good. Um, but this Tennessee one is going to be probably the exact opposite of that for a lot of reasons. And now it it becomes a matter of – How much money do you have? How much money are you willing to spend? And how much money is it going to take to get the kind of coach who will be someone who can turn this thing around? Because, I mean, again, you're looking at a guy who, let's say, you know, if you want to look at a recent example, look at what Bill O'Brien did at Penn State. And he walked into a situation that I don't know what's going to happen at Tennessee, I guarantee it's not going to be as bad as that Penn State stuff, right? I think that's one guarantee we can make and Bill O'Brien stepped in there, hey, they had a few lean years, but, man, they they really got pretty competitive again pretty quickly. So it it can happen, um, but you have to have someone who – and, by the way, Bill O'Brien is out there in the market right now. He he might be Alabama's new offensive coordinator, but um, maybe that's not signed and sealed yet. Maybe that's something to look into. Uh, That's a guy who's done this before, so I I don't know. But this is not going to be simple because – whoever's going to be Tennessee's head coach is going to have to take this job, not knowing exactly what the program's future is in terms of, you know, a bowl band, in terms of scholarship productions. And, you know, these things matter for sure. And, and you have
1: to, I mean, even before you can answer the head coaching question, obviously you have to answer the athletic director question. And, and the biggest thing, you know, we, we put some names out there, On Monday, Um, I don't know if you call that a hot board or just a collection of names, how you label that uh, as guys that could be candidates for this AD job. What I would want to look for first and foremost, or the, the question I would want answered first, is who have you hired in the past? Who are your big name football hires, basketball hires, whatever it is, who have you hired that's had success? Because Tennessee's had multiple ADs over the past 13 years, hire multiple football coaches, and they've yet to make the hire that works that that works more than what butch jones was here for five years i think mm-hmm. that's the longest run they've had since fulmer was fired following the 2008 season so i mean the guys that are out there obviously there are tennessee ties out there john gilbert at east carolina uh gerald harrison at austin p i mean you can go down the list scott carter at etsu who have these guys hired and if they get this tennessee job in this situation who is going to be the guy that they can go out there and get because you've had chances at this before, and Tennessee has swung and missed over and over since 2008. Who can you go out there and get as an AD, and what kind of track record do they have hiring big-name coaches or uh, coaches, uh, you know, big big sports at that school, and can it translate to Tennessee?
2: Yeah, there's a couple of names out there of guys who really intrigue me about you know a, a direction Tennessee could go as athletic director. And I want to talk about that. But before we do that, I want to step away really quickly here, uh, get to a, get to our commercial break here, pay some bills, listen to some products, services, in-house ads, and other fun things. Come back and pick right up where we were here discussing Tennessee football and athletic director searches here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com
2: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's
0: joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your
1: door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them. And easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast.
2: Welcome back to the Go Balls 24 7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Grant Ramey coming to you from the Go Balls 24 7 Blount County Satellite Office down there in Maryville talking Tennessee football talking Tennessee athletics after a really tumultuous Monday for the Vols, and there's plenty to uh, discuss before we wrap up this discussion. Before we get back into that, though, I want to ask you quickly, guys, take a minute out of your time right now, please. You can do this while you're listening to this podcast. Please go in there and hit that subscribe button. Please go in there and rate and review this podcast, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher. Anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod. You can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. So please go in there and do that. It'll take a minute out of your time, and you have no idea how much that helps us. It really does. Also, we got a 50% off special, I believe, right now on govols four seven. and if you are someone who likes hot boards and you're someone who likes more in-depth discussion on the things that we discuss in brief here in this podcast, you can go get that anytime at GoVols247.com, and I'll mention it at the end of this episode again all the the uh, the myriad benefits that come with a subscription to govols four seven. Grant, you were talking about some guys... Uh, you know, for the athletic director position at Tennessee, that's now vacant or you know basically vacant. The person Phil Fulmer is going to keep the job until the new person comes in. Uh, but let's 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 call it what it is. It's it's a vacant position. Uh, and you mentioned someone you want to know who somebody's hired, and I also want to know that. And I also want to know: Have you been somewhere where things have been tough? Have you been somewhere? Let's say, for instance. Um, you know, I, I look at I, I look at one situation, um, and I don't think this guy would take the job, just, just to be honest with you. I think he's pretty tight with the people up there. Uh, but look at someone like Jamie Pollard at Iowa State. You're Iowa State in the Big 12. You are swimming upstream all the time. You ever been to Ames, Iowa? That's what you're dealing with. It, it is a tough job. And he's gone there, and all they've done is be good at football and basketball and hire good coaches and find ways to be successful despite that sort of – that sort of toughness that you have to deal with on a daily basis, that kind of hard scrabble existence, a place like Iowa state has. I want someone who's done that or someone who has gone to been to smaller places where they really had to build something and they've built something tangible because whoever's walking into this situation at Tennessee, I think Tennessee keeps getting itself into trouble because it keeps hiring people who have not been a power five head coach or athletic director at a, at a place where that really matters and you're really under a lot of pressure every day. I don't think people – I think people think they know what they're getting into when they come to Tennessee, Grant, and I think they keep not understanding it. Uh, you know, it, it, I go back to Butch Jones saying that, you know, Cincinnati was a pro town and so, and so he would be able to step in and he'd be fine with all that. Well, it, it, Cincinnati was the seventh banana in that town, basically. It, it wasn't a huge deal. There weren't beat writers going to cover the bowl games, for goodness' sake. In some cases, Tennessee, there's about a million people in this metro area. Uh, it's almost like a smaller, it's like a smaller version of Austin, Texas, where you could have a pro team. The city's big enough for that, but it doesn't have one. It has a college team that's covered and treated like a professional team. So everything you do, you cannot burp without everyone knowing it, or or at least knowing a little bit about it and reporting about it. And and that's to say nothing of the fan pressure that you have at a place where they want to win and they haven't won in a while. So Grant, I want someone who I know has thick skin and who has done this uh, and has had success while combating things like this. I mean, do do you not think there's a little bit of, you know, naivety that Tennessee keeps committing with situations like this? Yeah. I mean,
1: I I agree. I I, I would want somebody that you can look at and point to proof that, you know, this person knows how to hire, make a hire in multiple sports. This person, uh, most importantly, football, obviously, because that's why you're sitting here uh, in this mess today. Um yeah. want somebody that's built something um, tangible, like you said, that that is not afraid of a tough situation. Um, I think at the same time, it could help to have Tennessee connections and to, to be a guy that's been on campus and has seen some of the tougher aspects of this job and knows what you're getting into. Um, but at the same time, you know, John Curry could probably be described as, as that kind of guy, and, and he got the AD job, and obviously it did not go well at all. Um, so you're going to have to you're going to have to walk the line between taking your time and finding the right guy, and kind of having a sense of urgency because of everything that's kind of up in the air here at this point in the calendar, like we talked about uh, early in the pod. It's you, you don't have time to waste, but at the same time, you've got two openings that you have to get right because they've they've been wrong so many times before i mean you can't keep striking out on this and hoping that things are just gonna you know you're gonna back into somebody that's gonna get this right and, and get football right and kind of get things back on track it's I, I don't know what you prioritize the most over you know whatever else is on that list um but you're gonna have to find that guy because they just can't keep striking out
2: yeah i'm sorry you got me right there midwatership um Yeah, Just how I planned it. Yeah, just like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think that you've got to be – look at why Tennessee's in this situation. Tennessee's in this situation, one, because it's not won enough games, right? Okay, that's that's the obvious one. Uh, But also, Tennessee will not confirm this uh, completely. But I think it's pretty clear here that this – whatever source that was sparked this investigation, this came from in-house. Because Donnie Plowman's only been at Tennessee for about a year, and yet she claimed that a very credible, this is her quote, very credible source is the one who came to her and um, or came to the university and got this process started. Again, that tells you why politics and those things are so important for this job. The way that you treat every single person in that building could matter because, you know, you look at it right now, everything that's going on right now uh, think of what happened at LSU and, and what's going on with Will Wade and the fact that he's still there. Why? Well, because they're winning at, at a level enough to be happy with him. Uh, and two, nobody over there is really rolling over on him. That—that's You've got to have alignment within your program. You've got to have people who want the same thing and will actually be there for each other to get through it. Because if you look under the hood of any. Power Five program, you are going to find things you do not like. I think we can all be adults and admit that. Even the children listening to this can be adults about that and understand that. You don't want anyone looking under your hood ever for any reason. And I'm pretty darn sure that Tennessee has just opened up the hood itself here and said, hey, 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 here's something. You have to come take a look at this. And that leads to a, a wide ranging investigation that that is had 10 people now out of a job. Now, if Tennessee had gone eight and two this season, would Pruitt still be at Tennessee right now? I I kind of think he probably would. Um, but I might be wrong about that. But I, I just think that gets that gets back to people not understanding when they're here that everything they do matters and that anything you do that is wrong or seriously wrong, it could come back to bite you pretty quickly here. It just these I, I keep seeing people who I think do not have an awareness of the things that they do here and how much of a microscope they'll be under. Am am I wrong there? Am I taking that too far? No. And
1: I mean, whether this was an internal leak or an external leak, if it was an internal leak, I mean, that's a shame because you're burying your own program. I mean, you're, you know, these people obviously did something wrong or they wouldn't be out of a job today. If there wasn't an investigation that found wrongdoing, um, Obviously, Tennessee feels like it has reason to make the changes it made uh, on Monday. But, I mean, you're 100% right. It can't can't be an internal leak because you have to have that stuff uh, lined up. You you know, you can't have someone telling on yourself what's going on within your program. Because, yeah, if you look closely enough at every program in college athletics, there's going to be something there, like you said. Now, Tennessee also externally all the money that flows into this program eventually at some point everybody's going to have to get on the same page and start pulling in the same direction and, it, and it's going to have to include the chancellor and the president and the athletic director and all the external boosters everybody the, that feels the, like they the have board, a say in this the program. board for sure the board i mean all of that if you can't pull in the same direction you're not going to be going you know you're not going to get this thing fixed and, and back on the tracks anytime soon because you know, there's there's division and there's you know there's people fighting against each other. If that's the stuff that's happening, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot, and that's not to mention the fact that if this was an internal leak that that's got you buried right here in, in this position that you're in uh, on January 18th. So you better get everything aligned internally, and you better do everything you can to get aligned externally, because until then, it feels like you're going to be spinning your wheels.
2: That that that's what leads me back to thinking that if you're Tennessee right now, and if Jeremy Pruitt's going to keep talking. Um, you know, unless he kind of gets something out of this, uh, I think you have to pay attention to that. That's just my opinion. I might be totally wrong there. Um, but the reason I kept saying I thought this was going to be okay uh, until very recently was that I thought the cost benefit analysis of this still swung toward just holding on for dear life for another year to see what happened. I just thought economically, and I think there are people in that building who, who to, to this day, right now, to this second, still wish that that had been the case. Um, but once you pry open and invest the, once you pry open that, that window, once you start looking into things, you, you never know exactly how it's going to turn out, which, which can cause problems for you. But I, I think that, and as you can hear, look at, you can hear Gus in the background right now. Even he's not happy about this situation. <laughs> you know, it, it's like you, you get to a situation where you wonder, does everybody over there want the same thing? Does there, I mean, it's not about, you know, the way you get there. It's about does everybody over there want the same thing? Um, because I, I just wonder all the time why, when you have so many things that are going in your favor at the University of Tennessee, you're talking history, you're talking, typically you're talking finances, uh, you're talking facilities, you're, you're talking, um, you know, the, a growing base of, you know, Nashville is a place where you can get talent. There, there's a lot of things that it just should not be this hard at Tennessee. It just really shouldn't. But right now it is and you've gone you've far enough behind the pack here where it's going to be harder and harder to catch up, I still think you can do it. I still don't think it's impossible. I, I, I just I think it should not be this hard at Tennessee. I think there are challenges at this job, but I don't think this should be a place where you should ever have like a 12- or 13- or 14-year period like the one Tennessee's had right now. I just cannot for the life of me understand how many bad decisions have led to that happening. No, and, you know, it's it's the same
1: discussion that's had every time t- fans talk about Tennessee being down and being down for the amount of time uh, that it has been. Um, it's it's not making the right hires at AD. It's not making the right hires at, at head coach. Um, it's a different landscape, obviously, in the SEC than it was, you know, X number of years ago, 15, 20 years ago, whatever, um, since Tennessee was, was toward the top of, of the league. Um even with Jeremy Pruitt, I mean, if Jeremy Pruitt had come back for 2021, I mean, the longer this drug out, the more it felt like, how is this guy just going to go back to work like business as usual? Um, so that was going to be awkward to begin with. Was he going to be able to make the right hires on his staff, given the uncertainty of his future? That was going to be really hard. Um, is he going to be able to get the right kind of transfers on this team because of the uh, you know because of everything swirling around this program? That was going to be hard. Um, so there wasn't really a good answer here. I mean, if you cut bait now and you have to start the search like they are, you're in a tough spot. If you bring him back and half the fan base doesn't want him there uh, and he struggles, you're in a tough spot in 2021. So um, there, there are no easy answers. But right now, Tennessee has to find some kind of answer, find it quickly uh, and try to get headed in one direction or the other. Uh, as soon as they can
2: because I mean and before we wrap up here we really ought to mention that, that again the the reasons why Tennessee didn't want to do this we, we mentioned some of them early on but also I mean listen the, the, this this January semester starts in two days winter workouts uh, I think are supposed to start in roughly three or four days from now I think they're supposed to start winter workouts. Um, you know, you got to figure out who's going to be on your roster, right? Wanya Morris has gone to Oklahoma. You've got guys who were thought about going, who were into the portal, who may come back, like Austin Pope. Uh, now you got still, still some guys who are out there in the portal, but they haven't necessarily con- confirmed that they're leaving 100%. You've got guys you're trying to bring into your program. You know, you've got guys that have just enrolled or just moved to town yesterday. Uh, you've got a lot going on right now. And this is a time more than ever where we're in a transient period in the game's history. And you've got players going back and forth routinely now. And at Tennessee, they don't even know, they don't know who their head coach is going to be. And they don't even know who's going to be the guy who's going to hire their head coach. So if you're a parent right now, or if you're one of those players, especially what's got to be going through your mind right now, you got to be thinking, Oh my God, is the, ink, is the ink dry on that? Can I get out of that? I mean, it's a mess. And maybe Kevin Steele can come in and sprinkle some magic dust, and they can you know have some good leadership with some veterans in the program, and they can keep the thing glued together for a while. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Um, but it's just a really, really bad time on so many levels to be doing this, but here they are. And if you wonder why we're not discussing specific names right now, it's because in some cases it's hard to do that because we don't know who's going to be hiring him. I mean that that it just it adds levels of complexion here that you every time you start putting the calculus together in your head you go boy that's not going to be a good outcome I I mean I, I don't want to be negative here I don't want to sit here and say that it's not possible but you run these different scenarios in your head all these different calculations and a lot more of them come up with a bad ending than a good ending don't they
1: I mean yeah the the players I mean Caden Salter got to town Sunday after his team played saturday night in a, in a texas high school state football title game so he was in knoxville probably 12 hours before 12 18 hours before this surfaced monday afternoon that tennessee was firing the coach that he had just signed to play for yeah uh, and there's so many other players just like him that enrolled uh, over the weekend that just got to town ready to start the spring semester uh and this happens so you know you you hope you do right by the players the ones that want to stay stay the ones that want to go you probably need to let him go. You, you have to figure out what's going on in the transfer portal, how many players are going in. Uh, if there's a one-time transfer rule, you know, how do you deal with that in a time like this? Uh, how long is still your interim coach and, and how much can he help you hold things together um, when you really have to try to hold things together? I mean, there's this is not good timing, obviously. Obviously, it's not good news, but Tennessee's got to figure it out because this is the situation that Tennessee's put itself in.
2: And this could go any number of ways and we need to keep reminding people of that this is this is very much not a traditional coaching search for so many reasons. you know this is not a a normal, okay, that guy didn't work. Let's go get this other guy in. Now you're talking about you got to get the ad in and then you got to figure out, well one, uh, do you still have to pay the old guy or do you not have to pay the old guy? Uh, is he going to say anything? By the way, what's the NCAA going to do with these penalties? I mean, there are so many things going on right now. We're going to try to keep you uh, up to date as best we can. We're going to – I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. We're going to keep you up to date the best we can, um, but there's going to be a lot of moving pieces here, and this thing is going to move um, – it might move methodically, and, and by that I mean very frustrating and very slow. Uh, just to be clear, methodically is a nice way of saying this is not going to be enjoyable. Um, but I mean, what I would tell people is hey, um, your basketball team's now up to six in the country. They got a good thing going. Try to look at that. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's tough to tell people uh, this is exactly what's going to happen here because, you know, we don't know. I mean, I think there were a lot of people, including some, 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 I can tell you this, some, some really prominent people over there at UT uh, who, who were not sure this was going to happen until, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning. So I, I, there's just a lot of confusion over there right now, and they got to get it sorted out.
1: Fun times! I'm gonna go freshen up my resume, look for a new line of work, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm recording this on the second floor, not the first floor. Probably should go down to the first floor <laughs> for doing these things. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's funny, Grant. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say before we step out of here. Uh, I laugh. I've had people, like you know, friends in the business and other people, kind of texting and calling throughout the day, being like, "Hey, man, you alive? What's going on over there now? You're gonna make it through another one of these?" And I keep laughing. Maybe it's just because. You know, you're just delirious at this point, but you say, man, this is Tennessee. What, what, what did you expect? This, you, know, you get used to it, right? I mean, there's a joke. Anytime somebody new comes to the beat, um, you know, from, from whether they, if they come work for us or not, or one of our competitors, anytime they come to town uh, or they go work for Tennessee, for that matter, there's always a joke. The first time something goes wrong, I tell them, hey, by the way, welcome to Knoxville. Um, and, and right now, that's kind of Tennessee, that's kind of what you are right now. That's what you are right now. Look at the history. You've got kids who are 18 years old right now or 17 years old, high school recruits, who do not really ever remember a time where Tennessee was really, really good. And you've you've got a lot of fixing to do. And you got to bring in someone who's got thick skin and and someone who has a plan and can get people on board with that plan, not in a Butch Jones, everything's great all the time, but just generally good, solid, positive energy uh, because you got work to do.
1: That's that's an uplifting message to to end the pod on. Very promising. I was notes. I was
2: worried about that. I didn't want hey, to sound like that. Hey, Tissy basketball
1: plays at Florida Tuesday night. That would be a really nice win. They're ranked sixth in the country, like uh, like West mentioned a few minutes ago. So, positive vibes only. It's basketball school. Basketball <laughs> season.
2: What would Ted Lasso say? Ted Lasso would say, "Believe, believe."
1: And he would and he would and he would tape the poster on the wall crooked.
2: There you go. That's it. I think that's good. Grant, I always ask you if you got anything else. It's pointless, but do you got anything else?
1: After today, no. I'm officially
2: out. Yeah, I've got a lot more to type, and I'm still – I don't have anything left either. But that's okay. We'll make it work. Thanks, buddy. See you. And thank you all for listening. It took us a a little bit longer than we wanted to get this out today, but with everything happening and all the multimedia responsibilities that that we've all got now, it, it can be difficult. Uh, but we will keep doing this. We are not new to this. If there's people who can be co- considered coach search experts, I think it might be us at this point. So you're welcome, world. We can help you get through this. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media, Westrucker Rucker 24-7 on Twitter, Grant Ramey on Twitter, P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter is Patrick Brown, and Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash 24 247 We've also got a Facebook account there, facebook.com slash twenty 247 where we promise you that uh, the, the Vladimir Putin cannot hack it. We promise you that. Uh, and and if you want the best, just the most delicious East Tennessee natural, smoky mountain spring water, just right from the tap, all this insanity, come get it, come get you some, govals 247com the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to talk Tennessee football. Football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. Get all of that for usually the low, low price of less than one freaking mediocre lunch per month. But right now, it's even better than that. You can get a 50% off of an annual subscription right now at GoVols247.com. And the second you pay us full price for that you get a subscription to CBS All Access, which is CBS's streaming platform, which has every show ever made by CBS commercial-free, including uh, originals that are only on CBS All Access. Uh, you've also got live sports. you got Tennessee football, basketball, uh, NCAA football, SEC football, March Madness, NCAA tournament, uh, NFL stuff, exclusive NFL stuff. You've also got uh, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, also stuff from the catalogs of Smithsonian and uh, Nickelodeon and MTV and BET. All of that, Comedy Central, all of it right there. That's a 100 dollars annual value that we will give you for nothing if you're a full-paying member of Go Vols 24-7, which is a good deal in and of itself. And if you're a member of that, you can go see us 24-7. We have two message boards, the Checkerboard and the Summit, that are open 24-7, all your coverage. This is an extended version of the podcast. You ask us anything, one of us is going to be up just about any time of the day. We will give you an answer. It's just—it's a good place to come commiserate in moments like this. You want to talk around the water cooler? You can't right now because of the COVID stuff going around? You can do it online. GoBalls247.com. Check us out. Uh, If nothing else, you should hear from us later in the week. uh, I would say by Thursday at the latest and uh, if there's breaking news before then. So keep it locked in here, guys. We got a lot to do and we will keep bringing it to you here on this feed and at GoBalls247.com. Until then, wash your freaking hands, wear your freaking masks, be freaking nice to each other, and we'll see you soon. See ya.